0: Well, good Monday morning, everybody. It is June the 28th, and I am back from a wonderful vacation. And my title today is The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. My family and I have returned from our vacation safely, and I'm excited to get back to work. If the saying, laughter is good for the soul, then I would say my soul is doing pretty well. I'm so thankful for the grace, mercy, and forgiveness I've received from my family, because I know that's not the case for all men in recovery from sexual brokenness. Some lose their marriage. Some are suffering from the damage their sin has caused to their spouse and family, and I I want you to know I grieve for you, which is why I want to write to you about the deep, deep love Jesus has always had and always will have for you. It is sometimes by faith that we need to believe in his love for us. Despite what our emotions are telling us and the lies we hear from our enemy, here are the words from two of my favorite hymns and a passage in the scriptures uh, that I find to help me in times of suffering. The first was written by Samuel Francis, and he lived from 1834 to 1925, which was amazing since the average lifespan of a man in the USA at that time was under 50. But he writes these words, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Vast, unmeasured, boundless free, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, leading onward, leading homeward, to thy glorious rest above. These words call me to lift my eyes from the damage that I have caused and the consequence of my sin and continue to believe that God loves me as unbelievable as that may seem to my feelings. But we're taught in Romans 8 that absolutely, absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so we have it in writing. We also have a real, actually recorded event in history, not only in our Bibles, but in other works of literature from the past. And this is proof that he loves us despite our struggle with sin. And we read these words in Romans 5, 8, worth memorizing. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God knows all of our sins, and he's always known all of our sin. And because of his great love for us, he descended from heaven, was born into a human body, lived a holy life so that he could offer that body as a holy living sacrifice to pay for all of our sins. And because of that, We have proof positive that this was all done to show us the extent of his love. But death could not hold him. He rose from the dead and he dwells in heaven and by his spirit in us today. You know, there's another great hymn that tries to express the infinite amount of the love of God and what he has for us, written by Frederick Lehman. In 1917, here's the third stanza, and all three of them are worth listening to, but I particularly love the third stanza. He writes, quote, Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill, and everyone a scribe? by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. I hope that you not only know about the love God has for you in your mind, but that you also believe it in your heart Does he know that we are people who, by our own active will, have chosen sexual sin repeatedly? Well, of course he does. He always has known that because he is God and he has always known everything. And everything about us. And everything about you. And yet in spite of knowing all of our sins, he chose us to become his sons and daughters because he chose to love us. He created you for the very purpose of demonstrating to you that he loves you. It does not go away because we fail to keep our empty promises. We're sinners, and sinners sin, and God's always known that. Sin damages us, And God is grieved by our sin, but there is no measure of sin that if we go beyond it, He stops loving us. His love for all of us is unconditional. There are no conditions to His love. Now, does He discipline us for our sins? Well, if we continue unrepentant in sin, then yes, as a loving Father, He disciplines us. Or, He just allows us to experience the pain that sin itself brings into our life. People who reason that they can just go ahead and sin because all is forgiven do not realize how much they're damaging themselves and their loved ones. But God still loves you. That line of reasoning is just stupid. That I should just go ahead and sin because all my sins are forgiven. Committing sexual sin, now listen carefully to this. Committing sexual sin is like the person who, for whatever reason, decides to cut themselves. Uh, Cutting can be an addictive behavior and is a form of what they call NSSI, which stands for non-suicidal self-injury. And I believe porn and masturbation is like that. Even though it's pleasurable, we're hurting ourselves. And whenever we look at porn and or masturbate or use sex outside of marriage, they are hurting themselves as a coping mechanism. And it is often a way to, quote, distract themselves from depression or anxiety, end quote. Let me just ask, are you using porn for that purpose? Even though, yes, there's pleasure in sexual sin, we all know that the results are painful and damaging. But it does not cause God to stop loving us. He saved us so that he can not only save us from our sins, but places spirit inside of our body to help us walk in purity. I pray that you would join me in relishing the love that God has for us and that we would never, ever doubt his unconditional love. And that love for you began before the creation of the world and it will continue through all eternity. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I've so missed doing this over the last week, but I'm glad to be back at it and hopefully ministering to you. God bless you, my friends. Take care, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Goodbye.